First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Yas Queen. Thank you, Hart, for the amazing intro. I'm Timberlina, and we have another Queer Chat episode for you this week. I'll be joined by Casey and Bianca from the Railway Hotel Parks. Casey and Bianca met when working and living on Hamilton Island. In 2010, they made a tree change to take over the Railway Hotel in Bianca's hometown of Parks. With the skills and knowledge gained on the island and many years before that in the hospitality industry, these ladies knew they had something special to bring to Parks. Five years in, the business was booming and there was a baby on the way. Hart was born in October 2015 and soon after that there were plans to create his namesake Hartbar. Their vision was to build a unique venue for the people of Parks in the Central West to celebrate and be entertained in. Built on the second level of the hotel, Hart Bar was completed at the end of 2016. Since, Casey and Bianca have expanded their family again, welcoming identical twin girls, Lord and Rain, in 2018. In the midst of the drought, the hustle was hard and they made it through, just in time to be hit with 2020. When the business had to close at the end of March... Rollway Eats was its saving grace. An online ordering system was ready in place for pickup, and once the delivery option was added and a few logistics figured out, there has been no looking back. The pub is now back open, and with Rollway Eats still operating, the business has seen an 85% upturn in meals. This December marks 10 years at the Rollway Hotel for Casey and Bianca, and the ladies couldn't be prouder of all they have achieved. This episode, we discuss the topics of business, rural living, kids, marriage, drag, and everything in between. So let's get straight into it. All right, welcome to another episode of Yas Queen. Today, I'm in the fucking outback. Yay. I guess you'd call this the outback um, for shows. And I'm so excited to have Casey and Bianca. On the podcast, welcome. Hi. <laughs> that was so in sync. <laughs> we do everything in sync. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so let's get straight into it. So can you, not together, <laughs> separately, <laughs> tell us a little bit about where, well, what's your name, where you're based, and then a little bit about yourselves. Who wants I'll to go first? first. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I'll go. I'm Bianca. <laughs> We're based in Parks at the Railway Hotel. I'm from Parks. Love it. I'm Casey. I'm also based at the Railway Hotel in Parks, but I'm not from Parks. Um, I'm from the Central Coast, but have lived in Parks for 10 years now too. And yeah, love it. How did you guys meet? And maybe like your coming out stories, they're always a good warm start. It is a nice warm start, isn't it? Uh, Casey and I met on Hamilton Island where we were both working. Um, I'm going to say... 2007. 2007. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I moved to Bianca was already living on Hamilton Island, and I moved there at the end of two thousand and seven. And um, Casey was there with her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> There's my coming out yeah, story. Coming just out ruined story. it for everyone. Um, Bianca was there with her fiance. <laughs> minute no it wasn't next minute it was a couple of years later so I obviously yes um I didn't move to the island with my boyfriend but he mo- moved up a little while later and we we're all very good friends if you hear noises in the background that's just hard <laughs> <laughs> um Bianca was like a food and beverage manager and I was working in food and beverage so um yeah we were very good friends for a long while before then one random drunken night um when my boyfriend wasn't there, <laughs> um, Bianca and I hooked up and the rest is history. So you're pretty much sleeping with the boss. Is yeah. That right? Oh, she wasn't. Uh, well, she, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You could say that. She wasn't my direct boss to, at the time, but yeah, pretty much. I was trying to climb my way to the top of Hamilton Island. <laughs> <laughs> the boyfriend wasn't doing it for me anymore. Yeah. Now look where you are. <laughs> In parks. <Yeah. laughs> so when did you move back here? What made you move back here, really? Uh, we moved back in 2010. Um, the opportunity came up to purchase a hotel, um, which has, as Casey continually tells me, that it's a dream of mine. Um, and she's just living my dream. Um, so, yeah, an opportunity came up for uh, us to purchase a hotel. And, yeah, it's happened to be in parks where... We have connections, being that I'm from Parks, and family support and the rest of it. So we tried our luck. And, yeah, we purchased the Rowway Hotel and we thought we would just be here for a little, maybe three to five, um, change the world and move on. And <laughs> near ten years in, we're still here. And getting through a pandemic at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And then you got married... Yeah, Casey's going to have to take this one because I'm bad with dates. <laughs> yeah, so when we um, moved out to Parks, it was probably a year into us being here, that we got engaged. We went to Bali and got engaged and um, we had a really amazing big engagement party out here in Parks where friends from all over, friends that were still on the island, friends from Melbourne, friends from family and friends from... Sydney and all over came out to celebrate with us here in parks. Um, And because we had such an amazing big engagement party, we weren't really thinking about having a big amazing wedding out here. We couldn't really decide what to do. We were a couple of years into the pub by then and couldn't kind of leave or travel away at the time and take everyone that we wanted to with us. So we decided to just go on a holiday to New York and while we were over there we would get married and we didn't ask anyone to come with us but we ended up with three of our beautiful best friends over there. So it was just the five of us and we got married in Central Park in 2013 and <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you've got the date and you think of it's in Roman numerals so <laughs> <laughs> use that why you can't do it. Um, yeah, so it was amazing. Then we had a two-week holiday over there and it was just, yeah, lovely. And how did the community take it out here? Have they been supportive? Have there been dramas? No dramas. Um, the community's been very supportive. I, I mean, I'm 
I've always been very comfortable with me. Um, so, yes, Hart. <laughs> Hart is one of their children. Um, and he's it's the just one screaming. That's not asleep at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, there was, there never has been really any drama. I think that if anything, it's probably been um, very good for the community and very good for other people to feel comfortable within themselves um, and know that you know, it's okay to be gay. <laughs> well, it's not. It's okay to I be feel like whatever. Yeah. that was Bianca's slogan for a long time when yeah. she moved back to Parks, and there was a couple of. Um, like our regular customers that would come and drink beer every afternoon um, found themselves in the situation where their um, sons were kind of coming to that age where they were kind of working themselves out and so they like to come to um, Bianca to ask for a little bit of advice on how to handle that and she was all about the okay, it's okay to be gay. We also actually moved to um, Parks with another friend of ours, Clinton, who was a flaming homosexual and so he really brought the the pizzazz to to the parks community and they were all like obsessed with him um so that also really helped everyone be comfortable um, yeah Yeah. (laughs) you could not be um so yeah it was obviously like there was probably a couple of people around that were like oh we're not going down to that pub it's run by a bit we've got some beautiful regulars down there and and still to this day one of our regulars still says you know i drink down that pub that the lesos run down there (laughs) still to this day like yeah yeah, thanks I think that we really, um, well, I don't like. I don't want to say that it was us per se, but yeah, us being here has, um, and probably the times are changing. Obviously, we're in twenty twenty now, and a lot's happened. In 10 a, years. a lot has happened, but yeah, I think in a way we made a lot of people feel comfortable about just yeah themselves or their family. Um, yeah, no. At the at the time, my my parents still uh, were working in a. In a local business, which is um, a trades-driven business, my father's a glazier, and uh, he had his concerns as we were coming into the community, purchasing a business which uh, would very much affect um, not their business, but financially they were helping us out. So um, he did raise some concerns going in about how um, he thought we. How flamboyant Clinton was. Yeah, I'm with that. And I just basically, yeah, said, Dad, if they've got got a problem with Clinton, they've got a problem with me. So then they can basically fuck off. Um, Because, yes, Clinton is a flaming rager (laughs) and I may not be as flaming, but... Same, same. Bit obvious. Um, Yeah. (laughs) If they've got a problem... They've got a problem with the faggot, but not the lesbians, they're they're not coming in. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so... Thankfully, everything they came in. <laughs> they came in. And they're still coming in. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Um, and then you decided to start a family. Yeah, that was a little bit later down the track. I think that we always wanted to. We're not we're right. really questioning that decision now based on the fact that we have a five-year-old and twin two-year-olds. Um, yeah, we're not really sure how that happened. But yeah, so neither because <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's no penises in this relationship. <laughs> no. no, we really we, st- had to we think started off with a fur baby, and we yeah. we probably should have stuck with the fur babies. But, um, not not that I would give any of them back. Back, we're all, all love our children. Yeah, it's um hard work. It's hard work in the fact that we have done it while we've been doing everything that we've been doing. So in I remember Sorry. having. Heart in 2015 and like that same month that we were preparing to go 
and have this first baby, we renovated like the kitchen downstairs. So we moved it from one side of the restaurant to the other and started with an empty shell and built like this gigantic kitchen. And that was kind of all happening around the time that we were then having this baby and we had to do that at the same time. And then a year later we built Harper, which is where we're sitting now. And it was a also an empty shell and we did like a context behind Heart Bar, how do you describe this renovation or it wasn't even a renovation it was a oh, we like to call it the block yeah we did the block <laughs> basically with a one-year-old um and then a couple of years later we thought what a great idea to have another baby while we were rebuilding from building Heart Bar because it took a lot out of us and the town was also going through a drought and just times changing with like drinking trade and things like that. So for some reason we thought, yep, let's do it again. And um, my the embryo that they popped in there split in two and, yeah, we then had twins at the end of 2018. And here we are today. <laughs> I don't really – I can't remember what's happened since then. <laughs> How do you – when you first had heart or you fell pregnant with heart, how was the community out here? Were they fine? Were they just like, oh, yep. The Lezos that own that pub down there are now having a fucking <laughs> kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the community has embraced everything that we've done. So we've been really, really, really fortunate. Heart can whistle. Um, <laughs> that's one of his many challenges. It's very clever. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Um, there's actually um, a gay couple in Parks that also own a business here. They own a restaurant called Bent Food and Wine. They have also just had a baby um, via surrogate. And it's really like – so I just feel like it's not that we were the – I think that there's another there's another two or three lesbian couples in town that also have had kids and it's just not that odd out here anymore for that to be the norm or something that – like, yeah. no one's ever really shocked by it. So I think, yeah, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that's being here in case he had a baby. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think what would have been out of the norm if I carried the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll have everyone know that I'm actually probably the softer one of the two. Oh, you'd be a terrible patient, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... Heart wants something from you guys. Yeah, I'm going to go he's on whistling this up, or if he's just just having a good time over there. <laughs> having the three kids now and running the business and during a pandemic where you started doing home deliveries. How is that going? Like, I just work for myself and have no kids and it's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're very lucky that we have um, a lot of people in our corner being um, good staff, for one, Um, and family. Another my, my... we're lucky enough that my family is here um, and, yeah, my mum helps on a daily basis with both sides of the coin, both the pub and the children. 
So it really helps um, be able to juggle the the two, the business and the family life. Um, but yeah, it is very stretching at times for the fact is that a lot of people come before our family. Um, so yeah, it has been a tough year, but on the back end of a tough year, we've um, been able to remodel our business in and still get our railway eats to people and it's become the new normal for us. We um, yeah, have been really lucky that the, the town has embraced us and we are, um, yeah, we're going really well. Um, and there's probably a lot of other businesses out there in all the other sectors that um, um, maybe haven't been as lucky as what we have. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, when you look back over the last couple of years, like four years since we've built Heart Bar and I had explained that we were trying to rebuild from that, um, our business was still, like, travelling along fine, but we were still chasing our tail a little bit. The town was having, like, went through the drought. And, but at that time, we also were spending, like, a lot more time, you know, with heart or thinking about having the twins and then had the twins be and had a lot of time off with me while we went through that first year of having them. And now we've gone through this year of being the busiest that we've been and it's so hard because now we're going really well and we have to put all this energy and focus on to the business while it's going really well. We can't prioritise the kids as much anymore. So, you know, heart then goes through phases of being like not naughty but wanting that attention from us so he's it's a constant battle of like fighting with him because he's acting out just to get our attention and the girls are at such an age where you know they're nearly two and they're becoming that cute little like toddler age but you can't enjoy it because there's two of them and you're yeah yeah it's just it's a lot some days but then other days you're like oh we're so grateful that We've got all of this and we're doing well because you're in the middle of a healthy. pandemic and yeah. there's people that aren't doing so well. So, yeah, it's always that constant battle of if, are you doing the right thing or feeling down or then feeling grateful. It's a real roller coaster this mm. year, but, like, it has been for everyone. We're just, yeah, lucky that just we're on, on the, the ride. Up. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the ride with everyone. Just yeah. I must say, to give everyone, obviously, because we're in the middle of nowhere, um, parks, New South Wales, we do not have Uber Eats out here. So <laughs> yeah. they don't have the luxury of having delivery drivers pick up the food and then deliver it. So they, you've had to hire additional staff to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, so initially, obviously, we, when we were in the lockdown, we had obviously some uh, our front-of-house staff that were either our um, long-term casuals or our full-timers that um, we were able to keep employed um, by... As I said, remodelling the way we do business and, yeah, keeping um, our kitchen still operating seven days a week for two service periods and, yeah, taking the food to the people. So, um, yeah, we just changed our roles and um, got on with it. Yeah. yeah. So, And now we couldn't not do it because um, it's just been massive for us. We see people that we have never even seen before, people that wouldn't come – not that they wouldn't come and eat here, but people that just don't go out, like people like us, you can't – you know, families that... Mm. The thought about going and sitting somewhere with three children is yeah. like a form of torture, not only for yourself, but the others around you. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, no. Or just people that just aren't pub people either. Like, they would never think to go out to a pub or people that just don't go out. Mm. And now they're ordering a couple of times a week. And to give you 
an idea, like you'd be better to answer this question, but kitchen, so on average the meals that you would do before I'd, COVID versus now is a really good comparison. Yeah, so probably um, to give you a, a, a really nice comparison, so last weekend out of for no reason at all, um, over a three-night day period, we served more meals than what we did over the last January to Elvis period when there's an extra 25,000 people in town. Holy... Um, f- yeah. Um, Father's Day was in that. So Father's Day was a massive day. Um, for whatever reason, people are, are still very conscious about not going out and not mingling. So there's a lot of, obviously, whether they just had their, their, their fathers themselves or grandparents over and were having dinner at someone's house. So there was mm. a lot more going on on Sunday. But... Yeah, it was a massive weekend. So to put in terms for the amount of um, covers we've done is, um, yeah, more than, a, than an Elvis Thursday. Friday, Saturday, when Sunday. we were shut, we yeah. were closed for 70 right. days and we served 14,000 meals in 70 days. So whether that was people coming, like we did pick up trades still as well, but it was full takeaway. So pick up and delivery, we did, yeah, 14,000 meals in 70 days. That's a lot of food. It is. It's a lot of food, and um, it's a very small engine room downstairs. And there's, um, we've got six full-time chefs. One of them is currently still stuck in Indonesia. He went home for a holiday, end of June, start of Feb, and got caught up in all this, and and couldn't get back to Australia with his flights being cancelled as he was trying to get back. So him and his wife are still stuck there. Both of them worked for us. So um, the kitchen has been going one down. Um, and probably doing more food than they've done yeah. <laughs> ever. Um, so, yeah, it's been massive. Um, and there's really not much relief on days that were, like, quieter days where they'd get to catch up and put themselves ahead for the next day's prep. They just don't exist anymore. Um, which is obviously fantastic um, because what we can, we're making up for that, for not being able to do significant functions up here in Harbar and... And not being able to do the numbers downstairs, so we're making up for the shortfall with, um, yeah, taking the food to the people. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I've been coming out here nearly three years. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and when I used to come out here, we used to do like sixty to eighty people up here in Harper. Yeah. And now that's like literally almost cut in half mm. up here. And now we do two nights. So I've actually seen, like, the business change a lot from the times that I've been coming. Yeah. But it's crazy. Mm. What was your first thoughts when I emailed you guys to come out here? Um, I think it was just really exciting. Exciting that you had reached out to us because you'd obviously um, had a look into us and our venue and thought that it was a good match. And I just it just was because it obviously works. We've been doing it together for three years now and um, I knew that the town was going to be fine with it. Um, And, yeah, like you said, they were and they are. There's just constant, like, as soon as you put out that there's, that you're coming, there's, like, a wait list the next day pretty much. So, yeah, it was just excitement and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's give it a crack and never looked back. Yeah, been coming out during, after the lockdowns. Every month I've been coming out here mm. and the thing that still blows my mind is that we have people that have never been to my show before. Mm. So the majority of people coming that came last night and tonight are people that haven't been to your show before. So there was um, a period of time where it was um, the same crowd or like majority of the same crowd but that was 
just parks people and because they were obsessed with you and we were doing longer apart stints. Like you were kind of coming maybe like eight weeks or even longer in between shows. And now I think more people, just that word of mouth out here, that's all, that's what what everything is. Heaps of people last night were from Forbes. Mm. And Forbes, for people that don't know this area, it's 30 minutes? 32 kilometres down the Newell. Yeah, 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So 15 if you're... On the Our limit. little neighbouring town. Um, which is really great. So, like, for this weekend, I think it's I will be entertaining, like, 100 people. Yeah. Which is amazing, and I think it's so cool to be able to come out and do that. So, thank you for letting me come out and use your venue Thanks every for month. coming. This is a fun little question. I just saw it when I was Googling stuff. <laughs> Did you Google me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, it, I had to go to page 85 <laughs> to find you. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on PDA? So public displays of affection. And do you guys do it much? It's funny I you try, say that. but Bianca doesn't like it. When, oh yeah. I'm a very affectionate, over-affectionate public display. Like I'll make out with you right here if you want to, but uh. she won't let me. No thanks, I won't <laughs> let you either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a time and a place for most things. Um, Is that the bedroom? <laughs> no, no, not at all. If I don't mind a holding of the hand or something like that. But, but she, she like, I try and hold her hand, she like wriggles out of it straight away and she's oh, my hand's sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because you make me nervous. <laughs> That's cute. That's really cute. Um, I think that's yeah. just what you get when you get someone that's not necessarily, yeah, an affectionate person. Someone that is overly, like there's no happy medium. Yeah. With either of us. Like it doesn't matter what Eddie is or what, like Casey just wants everything that someone else has got. So it doesn't make, like she wants to be basically on top of you. <laughs> if like I'm, like I'm sitting on this seat here, I'm surprised you're not sitting on top of me. <laughs> Like you just saw, I just had a drink. Like she could just could easily go get herself a drink. She's got to have my drink. She's got to like she's whatever a, you have, she has yeah. to have. Yeah, she's but a vegetarian that eats my chicken dish every night. So. Okay, we don't need to turn this into a. Well, I'm just saying. Like you can eat something like Turkish delight's my favourite chocolate. Casey's always hated Turkish delight, but every time I'm eating one, so I hated it. Well, every time I'm eating one, she's just got to have some. Like the, they don't like the chocolate. That's why I we like could it reverse so much. this situation. Yesterday when we were talking about me. You know, working for someone else or working with other people oh, one yes. day. And it was like, no, she's mine forever. We could never be apart. Oh, I didn't say I wanted to be apart from you. That's what I said. You just don't want me on top of you and Whoa. eating your chicken dish. Yeah. Okay. You can get your own. Well, you um, normally have your own. That's the problem. Like I said, there's no happy medium. So. I love that because I literally go, oh, you can come work for me one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> that was not happening. Um, I'm enslaved. To no, you can Everyone you do you. Just, do you. I just need one day, hey, really. <laughs> just need someone to write my jury questions. <laughs> She's really good at that. Yeah. Um, Hart goes to school now. Next yes. year. Next year, but is preschool? Oh, yeah. So yeah. the kids go to um, daycare and he goes to a preschool. Yeah. yeah. Um, how does he go when people ask about his dad? Uh, it really hasn't come up. Well... <laughs> It really hasn't come up that much. Like, he asks 
he gets he's very confused at the like he he my father has passed away so he but we call Colony Casey's father Poppy Cole and Casey says it's your grandfather and he's like oh it's my father like, oh no no it's your grandfather it's Casey's father so there's a little confusion it's just I guess as well because everyone has a dad or like his friends it's like their mum and dad and then if he asks which he he knows the answer now so he doesn't ask as much like about a dad. Or, like, why don't I have a dad? He's been told so many times, you know, you're lucky to have two parents. Some people don't have two parents and your two parents are just two mums. And the more that we explain it to him, and we've got lots of lovely books that we read, but at the same time he's he's nearly five, but um, he's always going to, yeah, just see what his friends are doing. And mm. at the moment he's in that stage where he wants to do everything like his friends, whether it's having the same water bottle, the same... Wearing his cap the same way or whatever. He must so take after you, Dal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this He's it. just really trying to yeah, be like, man, they won't fit in. <laughs> Full kids. So um, just be yourself, Dal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he just, yeah, he's like if he sees someone's dad or they talk about dads, he's like, oh, that, I don't have that. So yeah. obviously it was Father's Day last Sunday, so Hart had made, he goes to care and the girls go to care as well. Um, a different care, and they had all made gifts for Father's Father's Day, um, which harder them made them for Casey's father, and then for um, he's got some other significant male roles in his life. So he's um, my brother-in-law, um, which is his missus' uncle, and um, a friend of ours that works um, with us, and a friend that we worked with on Hamilton that's now works here with us, Steve. Um, so we all had breakfast together, and heart. Had and we also had um, Bianca's grandfather here, so we made a place for all the the dads and the friends that are men, and wrote a card to them all and get distributed all the different Father's Day gifts that were made from all the different daycares through the week and stuff like that. So that was nice. That was the first time that we've got to do something like that, and for him to really be able to like, I sat down with him and asked him what he wanted to write in the cards, and so that was cool to do it from that perspective. Mm. But he's um, even uh, yesterday, for instance, we went and picked up all the kids. Go to the same daycare on Fridays. So we went and picked up the girls, and then we picked up Hart. And as I've opened up the door for in Hart's room, one of his little friends was already at the door with his mother, and he's gone running through the classroom and said, "Hart, your mums are here." Um, yeah, and I do just think that even kids of his age in his class just don't think anything of it. So it's like because we all have Casey and I both go to pick them up because there's not enough hands and too many children. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just don't, that's just... And that, I think that's the best thing about because, like, kids are taught everything. Mm. They don't know. Yeah. Like, when Hart came up to before and I was already sitting up here, ready to go, he ran up and he was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was Tim and then I think he wanted to stay in here. Yeah. Hart bar while you guys were having lunch. And I... He was like, do you sleep here? <laughs> I was like, no, like I go back to the hotel when I come back as Timberlina. He's like, yeah, I know you, Timberlina. <laughs> yeah, so cute. It I was see. really cool. And he's like, are you not just Timberlina? You're a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Which yeah. I think is really cool. So. I think that it's, um, it is a little bit difficult out here to educate Hart and show him as much as we would like to show him and expose him to early on it's obviously not out here as much so it is really cool that he can know that about you and um yeah because it's 
it's not something that is. Yeah. I, I think now you're in that innocent period. He's in that period where like kids don't question too much. I do worry about primary school years. Um, and then I think, you know, I would hope by high school years he is that confident in himself and in his family to just be able to answer questions. Like if he, when he is asked that question, to be able to answer it really confidently and not have any, you know, questions himself. Yeah. But that's just, yeah, something that we then have to, and we'll have to go through with the girls as well, mm. to educate them and teach them and make them know that it's okay. I feel like the girls have so much attitude already, so oh, I don't yeah. think you've got anything to worry about yeah, with them. Super sassy. <laughs> Which is so great. Um, I think one of the last, like, serious questions I have before we get into the really fun ones. Um, do you get many queer events out here? Um, no, you would be... You're as queer as we get out here. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, um, I think, well, like, um, as a region or as a whole, the West, like, obviously, you know now that all the way out in Broken Hill, they have the Broken Hill Festival, and you do a lot in, in Dubbo as well. They've always yep. had kind of events that now you attend. Um, and I think Orange have a really... Um, just throwing things in the background. <laughs> That's that. my new uh, intro and outro <laughs> track, actually. Um, they've always had a really big gay community, um... In Orange, there was um, a couple of groups that used to frequent over here every couple of weekends and they would always chat to us about it. But, yeah, like, no, not in parks. Apart no. from this, I don't think that I can... Do you wish there was more out here? Um, I think that it would be, yeah, important to have to have more out here um, in all different forms. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I really want to do out here... We might have to start doing it up here. Um, is Rainbow Storytime? Yeah, yeah um, um, that would be really cool. Yeah, I think that would be important because there's obviously um, always going to be, and more and more so, people in the community and young people in the community that are going to come out, and whether they struggle with that or not, I think that the more that these kind of events are out here, the less they're going to struggle, the more it's becomes the norm. Mm. Um, because, yeah, it is still probably, like, when I think about it, even, like, Rainbow Storytime, there would obviously be um, a percentage of the people of parks that would be like, um, there would be no way I would let my child go and be read to by a drag queen. Mm. But then it's probably also really would surprise me the amount of people that would bring their kids. Mm. Um, so, and the more and more that, ha- like, even the people that were here last night, like, that group, you know. That's a bit- the party groups, as I like yeah, to call them. Yeah, the farmers. Them. Like, I just loved seeing them here. And they're the kind of people that I would think, oh, they would not, they would go to that and they'd be, like, really awkward or not enjoy it or not even come. But they just had the best time. And I love when you see those people that you make an assumption about and then they're, like, yeah. completely opposite. They really took everything so well and had the best time. And I'm like, good on you guys. Mm. That's a great example of how you can just come and have a good time. You don't have to be, like, so macho about it that you're too... You can't sit there and take it because yeah. there would be so many people. But there'd be like people like that well, I everywhere. Think, I don't think they'd put themselves in the situation if they. You obviously have a choice to come to a Timberland show or not. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Like I just think if you're you're coming, you're you're realizing what you're coming to. Yeah. Then yeah. I remember one of my first shows out here actually, and I remember the couple because I was sitting over in the corner, and I walked in, and I don't think the wife had told the husband what was happening. 
And when I walked in... He's going to bingo, John. (laughs) (laughs) And he was an older farmer. And I walked in. I just remember seeing his face. And he was just like... You could just see it was, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) Or what the fuck is that? And then obviously do my show and by the end of it I think he had more fun than the wife and he left and he's like I haven't laughed that hard in years I think it was like at the really bad point of the drought out here and he walked out with the biggest smile and I'll always remember that show from out here yeah that's that's great I love that yeah do you guys have anything else serious that you want to touch on say to people out there in the world before we go into the really fun questions (laughs) I thought they were all fun. Um, no, I don't think so. Any advice with people if they want to run a business out west somewhere? Uh, I mean, the Parks community is fantastic. Um, we've been really lucky. Parks is not a small country town by any means, and it's got a lot of a lot of farming, but a lot of government infrastructure, mining, obviously, Railway. um, rail. It's a very healthy country town, and there's. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of businesses in parks that are extremely successful. Um, <laughs> out of Greece. I think um, that um, especially what's going on in the world, there's, you know, I've heard lots of talk about how people will then make the decision to have that tree change from the city and, and move out to the country. So, and I think over the years, like, Bathurst and Orange have just gotten busier and busier with, those, with people doing that. Yeah. And it's only another hour away and you're here, so... I'm, I'm speaking from my perspective at the moment, but I'm very grateful in this current situation that we are where we're at for a lot of reasons. For the fact is that we're not in a major city. I mean, in the industry that we're in, um, we've obviously been the hardest hit with restrictions. Um, so you, we're, we're really lucky that we're where we're at and the, and the community is very supportive of our business and we've been able to still run a successful business. Yeah, which is I think is so great. And I guess for me it's even better because I get to come out here. Yeah. It feels like nothing's really changed out here. No. The only thing is the 1.5 yeah, just metre distancing. Yeah, that's about it. And and people are still, after the, the restrictions were lifted, people were so happy to go and support mm. um, from cafes to restaurants to pubs um, to get back out there mm. and help These are like really fun. You guys haven't seen these questions. First one is last meal on death row. Oh, um. oh you would have a very hard time deciding <laughs> this. <laughs> what are you going to have? <laughs> Case you'll eat whatever I'm eating. <laughs> um. Oh, that's such a hard decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Look, I'm Can I go somewhere or I'm like on death row so I have to be? It has to be Uber Eats. No, no, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Oh, mine would definitely be Asian fusion. Oh, I was going to say the same oh, thing. No, I, was, I thought you were going to say fried chicken. Oh. I was thinking about going to Mr. Wong's already. So I'm just like, Mr. Wong, I need to be there and eat some food if I'm going to be like put in the electric chair the next, the next day. So yeah. That's good. Oh, Golden Century? Yeah, I'd go there. 
No, Mr. Wong. Okay, sorry. Next question. <laughs> I'm not asking you for a restaurant. I'm just asking what you want to eat. Well, Casey would probably just choose the red wine, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Or vodka. <laughs> um, who is the better dancer? Me. Oh. <laughs> or Rodeo. Did you want to like... <laughs> did you want to um, promote your TikTok or anything at this stage? Yeah, okay. So my username is Casey Ferguson. And um, if you want to... I'm on every 12-year-old's for like page. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a younger following. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is the better driver? Oh, <laughs> Me. <laughs> Hundred percent. I was going to bring this up before. I've heard so many stories about letterboxes and houses. Let's just put it this way, guys. I'm not allowed to deliver the railway food to the people. Um, Who has the better sense of humour? Me. Oh, really? I think they were both pretty funny. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you're funny. It just means you can take a joke. I know, but you know. Yeah, I'm probably a bit more sensitive. Okay. Um, Have you ever shared a toothbrush? Oh, not until I had children. Oh, no. Well, I don't have a problem with using Bianca's toothbrush, which oh, she has a problem I with me using it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I wish you could see the facial expressions right now. Okay, one. It's not okay to share a toothbrush. No, it's not. No, <laughs> no. You ask any dental hygienist. Well, obviously they would say no. Well, well there's your answer. <laughs> um. Okay. Last one. Beauty terms aside. Choose one word to describe your partner and why that word. Oh, that's a hard question. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I would have just obviously used beauty terms because you're so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I've got a couple. Can I, I oh, need just one, don't I? Yeah, but it's hard. I think it's very patient. I'll say patient because I am very – I lack impatience and – yeah, if I didn't have someone that was patient as my partner, then I would struggle more than what I struggle through life. So it's lovely that you're so patient with me and patient with our kids and just patient. And I don't general. even smoke weed. Your <laughs> 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 uh. turn. Oh, what was the question again? <laughs> One word. One no, word. Not, not mm. beauty term. Have one word, Casey. One sentence. <laughs> Casey is extremely loyal. Oh, that's a nice word. Yeah, she's looking very, and she's considerate. She's very considerate. Mm. Probably considerate of others more than herself. Um, she's wishing she used that word now. By the way. And. <laughs> <laughs> um, she mightn't be as patient as what I am, but she's very caring. Very caring. Caring. Thanks, Del. <laughs> All right, one last one. Yeah, I like these ones. These are fun. Pass on one piece of, ad- of relationship advice. Pass one piece of relationship advice on mm. to the world. <laughs> oh. um, it's very hard to do and we... J- Relationship advice. Oh, I think. Yeah, okay. So a piece of advice then I think is... Our relationship's very different for the fact that we live shit and breathe each other 24-7. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, I guess it's probably good to... Easy to give advice then because we we, actually have worked and lived together for the last 
12 years and barely spent a day apart. And especially, obviously, when you um, have kids or the, and, and then as well struggling phases through business, um, you, you have, have to make time for yourself. Yeah, and you, you have only each other to take it out on. So take it out on work, then you go home and you take it out on each other at home because um, – but you just have to keep pushing through and fight for what you know is the end, what you want to be your your life or who you want to spend your life with because there's been so many times that um, – although Bianca says it would be harder to separate <laughs> than stay together because there's we, a lot yeah. attached to them. But there's been times where you just like – you just want to give up or you're just like I can't, you know, um, be with you anymore because we're so unhappy. But it's, it's never been it's that we've been unhappy. surface deep. Just you have to then – the surrounds has made us unhappy. It's not over them. Yeah. 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 But, you, yeah, so you have to, like, really step back and evaluate, like, do you re- – yeah. What's making you unhappy? Yeah. And it's only – You've never been Casey, which is a good thing, <laughs> yet. Still I just time. think you always have to work on your relationship. You just have to always put in the work. And if you really want it to work, then you have to make time for each other or you have to have those hard conversations about how you make it better or what is making you, you know – We try really hard – not to go to bed angry at each other. That's good advice. We try really hard. Sometimes it doesn't always work. It was literally one of the things, the first things when we were together, the Bianca said was like a ground rule of hers is that you never yeah. go to bed angry. But then when you put into context that we live shit and breathe each other. And yeah, it hasn't always worked. It hasn't always worked, but it is one of the ones that is like... If you have some nice like um, values like that, things that you really think are important and then you cherish you may lose them along the way but if you always come back to those then that helps you yeah stay happy and stay together so yeah i think you just have to share some really good values and when it gets hard you just have to reflect on those you have to bring them back into your everyday life and then it helps you get through it Mm. that's good i'm really going to steal that one yeah. When I ever get a partner, when I'm not driving around the freaking countryside dressing up as a female. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. Um, <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It sounds amazing. <laughs> no kids. <laughs> Bianca's really good in a pair of heels too, so yeah. she would be It's actually amazing. I'm very good in a pair of heels. And I really... Yeah, if you had to ask that question, like who who's works, better? Who walks better in heels? It's Bianca. Really? A real bad ankle roller. Um, what size foot do you have? Should we try it out now? Um, yeah, you can put I those clear hooker heels on. I reckon you'd fit them. I'm a We're size do ten. This next. Yeah, you're too big, but I'll post it on my TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give a shout out to my sister for this one because when I was her bridesmaid, which it was her one day to tell me exactly what I had to do from where to go, so I was. Frocked up, healed up, lippied up, and away I went. And she even had this like longer hair, and it was blow waved out to the nice. like, little flicky bits under her ears. It was a beautiful day, but leading up to the big day, I had to wear my heels um, for heel practice so that I was good I on the this. day. Um, so I had a lot of practice in them, and it's really given me a party trick for life because people <laughs> would never think that I'd be able to wear heels, and I can actually. Dance, skip, jump, whatever. I'm sorry, yeah. Thanks, sister. <laughs> that is so great. I can just imagine you guys at home. 
Casey's trying to get a TikTok dance and you're just dancing around the house in heels. <laughs> I can't actually remember the last time I put a pair on, but... It, is, um, it has been a party trick over the years. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I would never expect that. Mm. I can imagine you being a bit stumbly in heels. <laughs> Especially after all the car... Incidents. Incidents, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, well, do you have anything else you want to say to the people out there in the world before we clock off? Get your ass to a Timberland show. Oh, <laughs> thanks. That's nice. Bianca, um, used to never come anywhere near my shows <laughs> when I first started coming here. I think you popped up like... She used to say, don't fucking come near me. If I walk through Heart Bar and I'm working, don't fucking come near me because she was just so, I think, worried that she was going to be made the... I wouldn't be made the fool out of. <laughs> no, that's right. Casey. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's definitely Casey. <laughs> Which was great. Um, got nothing, to say? nothing. Well, I do, but I feel like it's a bit deep for the end of the show. Oh no! This is when people get deep. It's <laughs> fine. God, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, well, I guess I probably didn't really um, when we touched before on coming out stories or whatnot, and like mine isn't so much that it's my coming out story, but it's something that I like to put out into the world. Is that um, I obviously fell in love with Bianca as the person that she is and everyone kind of views that then as, you know, there's always lots around labels and, you know, people we discussed earlier about how Bianca doesn't even like to be labelled as certain things that other lesbians may be um, labelled as and I myself have never really been comfortable with anyone calling me a lesbian until recently because you called me that like 50,000 times a night <laughs> when you're here so I'm just so used to it now um but yeah I just don't think that there's any need to to label people or to um just think because they're in um I guess a same-sex relationship or any kind of relationship that that's a reason to that defines them yeah doesn't. judge them or mm. or put them in a certain box yeah um, and yeah, like I guess that comes off the back of Bianca's slogan has always been that it's okay to be gay, and I kind of always just think it's okay for you to fall in love with the person, not the gender. And I guess that's really quite um, a talking point at the moment. I know that it's been in the news like this week because Angie Kent, I think, came out and said that she was had that same feeling. Huh. Yeah, did you see that? No. She. But they like it's then again, um, a t- like a label or whatever. She was. Um, they asked if she then considered herself to be pansexual, and she said yes. Mm. But I think that it's okay to just, yeah, float through, try something new, have a little go of everything, yeah. and just it's okay to fall in love with a person. Not doesn't they don't need to be, yeah. girl or a boy. As long as you're happy. Yeah, exactly right. I recall um, my mother. Um, Believing that she had to tell her parents when I said, came out, yeah, well, whatever, I said, I'm not whatever. Um, and the response from my grandparents was, "Why do we need to do that?" <laughs> to Bianca, like, why are you telling us? Why that? You like, yeah. Yeah. My grandmother said, "I've known that since she was a wee soccer playing." Eight-year-old, why are, you, why are you saying, why are you telling me this now? You didn't come and tell me that 
your other daughter likes boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, mum was like, oh, okay, I just thought I should tell you that it's got a girlfriend. And they were like, oh, and? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, why? Yeah. So, that was really cool that even there's, there's never been any, in my family from anyone, there's never been any need to say I'm labelling myself this now or whatever yeah. because it's never been a problem. Like, it's just, I'm Bianca. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm. That is so cool. Yeah. And to have supportive families. Yeah, it's a it's a biggie because there's um, lots of people that don't and there's lots of people that are even within my circle that um, that have had issues in the past of not being as welcomed or accepted as they should be. So, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed that I've got yeah. loving people around me. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. What a great I'm way to glad, finish yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that we did end on that. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, like, it's 2020. No one should have to explain anything that they don't want to when it comes to who they love or who they choose to spend their time with. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think if anyone's out there is, like, questioning who they are and whatever, there's, I must say, Acon is probably one of the best organisations in New South Wales that I deal with and they've got heaps of resources and explain everything um, really well. Um, so if you need to hit them up or slide into my DMs and I can try and help as much as possible. Um, I'm not a trained professional person but I'm just But you have these conversations and that's really important. Mm. So thank you for having them. Oh, of course. Thank you. Thanks for coming onto the podcast. Uh, thanks for inviting us. That's really cool. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you. Thanks, everyone. And I'll see you soon. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yas Queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and tell your friends and family. If you have any questions about anything and everything, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Yas Queen Podcast and send them through. Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, top shelf talent. Pour yourself double. Peace out. Love you all.